Place. My podcast is Cinema Gold. We talk movie and TV news, as well as review some of the latest movies to hit theaters, while also discussing classic movies. You can find us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Well, hello there. This is Louis, a.k.a. Louis the French Manette, and I'm here to talk about my podcast channel, Schmozer North. On my podcast channel, we find the Frenchie Talks About and the Frenchie Watches. On the Frenchie Talks About, we talk about anything. We can go from anime to women in priesthood. There's a subject for everyone. And the Frenchie Watches is simple. We watch a movie and we deep dive into the psychological meaning of that movie. Uh, So we really try to find a new angle on the movies you love. All right, so go take a look and enjoy. Bye-bye. Hello, movie lovers, and welcome to the show. We're actually doing a double header today. I have Crichton Hobbs, independent director Crichton Hobbs, with me tonight. So hello to everyone, Crichton. Hey, how y'all doing? And Merry, Merry Christmas, and Happy Hanukkah, and uh, Happy New Year. Kwanzaa. Kwanzaa, Hanukkah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And... What I want to do is tonight, guys, I have a special treat. We're actually doing my first ever double feature for a movie review. I'm actually doing the Santa Claus. Well, first we're doing Home Alone and then Santa Claus. And this is something that I've been wanting to do for a while. I'm excited about it. I'm de- I, And get this, guys. I actually have some trivia for Home Alone as well. So this is going to be fun. So if you guys know any facts or anything like that about home alone or anything you know you guys can go on ahead comment in the live chats and everything and go from there because i like to actually have interactions with you guys and stuff like that this is not just about me it's about you guys too as a community yep. so with further ado let's get into this uh home alone review mm. so my question for you Crichton, is this have you seen this movie in theaters back when you were a kid when was the first time you actually heard about home alone i remember hearing about it in the theaters. What year did it come out? I, I know it was... Well, I want to say 1990. That's kind of what I thought, because... Yeah, it seems like it was 89 yeah. or 90 or something to that. Because yeah. it seems like I went to the Singing River Mall in Gautier, Alabama. Oh, no, I mean, Gautier, Mississippi. Not Alabama. Gautier, Mississippi. <laughs> but And for some reason, I was still hip to the 80s clothes. And uh, <laughs> I went in my 80s gear and I went and saw Home Alone. And I remember seeing it in the movie theater and um, and I kept telling my dad, you know, because, you know, me being a sick kid, he, my dad always knew movies was my way. <laughs> He was right. like, this kid is never going to play football, you know, <laughs> so let's just take him to the movies. <laughs> so I went, I would go and see it and I talked my dad into watching it and I made him come and watch it with me. Like, so I saw it twice and oh, wow. um, yeah. So ever since then, even when it was on VHS, we've watched it in our house at the Hobbs's house every year it's like a christmas tradition it's like let's put it in home alone <laughs> you know right so and you see i had the same experience i saw i think i might have seen it three times <laughs> when i was a kid mm-hmm. 
and everything because I remember going with my mom and then I think I remember going to see it with my grandfather and then another time with my friends. Very cool. Yeah. So I liked having that experience of actually bringing in my family and then my friends as well. And then us just speaking out over our favorite parts. Then also too, we would actually mimic the movie about which character we wanted to be and things <laughs> like that too. And just how fun it would be to actually terrorize some of the home invader, the two home invaders that would actually come into the, uh, into our house and everything. So we actually had a good time just, you know, just having a good laugh. Right. Yeah. That's great, man. See, and I think that the memories that you have and I have, everybody that watches Movie Lovers Unite, they have that as well. They have that bond that experience and which i think that's what movies do they bring right together and they bring memories and they bring experiences of that so when a movie can do that you've done a good job you know exactly and that's what the great thing about home alone is you have christopher columbus that actually directed this movie and everything and only that but joe pesci and everything was right outside the ballpark kind of uh actor that i would never even thought of actually picking for that type of role right and the funny thing is like you know the very first time i saw him was actually in home alone but it wasn't until like later on whenever i saw him in goodfellas and everything else oh tamika she's on hey tamika Home Alone is a good for the soul. I agree. Uh, very much so. Yep. I, I agree as well. Hi. And I agree with you, Tamika. It is good for the soul. It's good for the laughter. It just brings that holiday spirit in for Christmas and everything. And also mm -hmm. makes you want to sing some Christmas songs. It makes you want to slap some cologne on your face and go, ah! But yeah. 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 <laughs> but, oh, yeah. but, you know, Joe Pesci, the funny thing is, he could not cuss in this movie. So I know. <laughs> basically what they did was they they told, hey, Joe, you cannot cuss in this movie. So the part where he's actually getting his head um, blown off with the uh, fire and everything, when he goes, yeah, that's his way of actually trying to cuss. Yeah. So he was actually cussing through gritted teeth. So yeah. And so I like that. I like Daniel Stern in this movie as the other home invader guy as well as Marv oh, yeah. and Harry. They did a fantastic job. Macaulay Culkin being Kevin, being a home alone by himself, wishing his parents yeah. were gone and everything. And he goes, I wished my parents away. Yeah. And, <laughs> and then it sinks yeah. in the second time because I wished my parents away. And then there he goes, that smirk on his face. Yeah. And oh, if you yeah. actually think about it, they were actually kind of cruel to him, though, if you actually think about it. Yeah, yeah, that's... In a sense, you know, because he is yeah. a young one there. Buzz mm. didn't like him. Oh, Tamika, what do you think of the second and third one? Apparently there is a fourth one, or and so is a fourth. To be honest, this is my opinion. I only like the first two films. The third film is okay, yeah. but... If I just want something for background noise or something to help me go to sleep, I'll put on Home Alone 3. But yeah. it's not something that, that I would actually say, you know what, let's put on Home Alone 3. It's three, always the first right. film for me. Yeah, mm -hmm. and, and that's the same here. I mean, it's like um, 
sometimes, you know, if you just can't mess with the originals, you know, you just, no matter right. how much you really, really try, you know, the, the closest thing to I've ever seen a reboot is what that recent commercial that Macaulay Calkin did. Did you see that right. recent commercial where he yeah, was I actually doing it? Yeah, and it was a commercial. And when I saw it, I was like, oh, you know. <laughs> I thought it was a trailer, too. So I was like, yeah. this is perfect. And all of a sudden, it was a commercial for a so, uh, car commercial or something that was totally yeah. opposite of what I thought. I'm like. This sucks. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but just seeing that commercial, just I've been excited millions of people. <laughs> I, I bet it like... did too. Uh, let's see uh, here. Brandy said Joe Pesci not being able to curse. And then she said the brother was a jerk. The big brother was. Yeah. He played the, a good part. He did. And then the first two are the best. All right. I agree. So, good call, I agree with Brandy. That. Yeah. But you know what else I liked about this film, though, aside from him being home alone and everything? You know, you always have that next door neighbor that you have heard rumors about and things like that. Mm -hmm. Oh, this person was might have been a witch or a warlock, and that person was very evil. We need to stay away from them. And then here's Buzz and his uh, and everything <laughs> saying, I heard he murdered his kids. I heard about yeah. I heard that you stay away from him. He's not any good. I like that whole entire mythology with the neighbor and everything to scare Kevin. Yeah, because it, yeah, I because it gives a you know, it's not the movie, it goes in deep. You know, it really goes into a deeper layers of it. And I like that way Columbus did that. You know what I'm saying? It's like right. It wasn't just all ha-ha, slapstick, slapstick, you know, three stooges type of thing. There's a lot of it, right. you know, but it shows that there's a meaning to it. You know, family, Christmas, togetherness. And uh, to me, it was a John Hughes film for sure, <laughs> you know? <laughs> you see, and I love that. I love the fact that there was meaning behind everything. And then mm -hmm. it, it actually explains it later on in the film about what's going on with the neighbor and everything, too. And I also like the fact, too, Kevin is also scared of the basement because of the heater. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and he runs off every single time. That was a classic. Mm -hmm. uh, let's see. Tamika. Yeah, Home Alone 3 was okay. I think they should have stopped at 1 and 2. Sadly, they're continuing the movies. I agree. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, let's see here. Brandy's quoting the movie. I'm giving you the count of three to get your dirty lying carcass out of here. <laughs> I love that. Uh, movie. Well, you know, if they're making a new one, right? Oh, right. Here, Tamika said something. I heard a uh, theory. He salted the ice because his wife fell or his oldest son was supposed to uh, supposed to be before they got into a fight. <laughs> huh? Yeah. He's talking about the, <laughs> yeah, right. the neighbor. Yeah. Now, what I would love to see, I, but I don't know if it's possible or what, but I want to see a new home alone, but Kevin is the dad. I would love to see that. I mean, then just, I mean, my gosh, I mean, you put Kevin as the daddy, as a new dad, new family and all of this, and he's got a five-year-old boy yeah, history repeats Seven, itself right yeah you know. 
You know what? There's so much technology now to the point where, you know, you can check up on your kid and stuff like yep. that. And there was always that fear of not knowing what your kid is doing while you're alone. So yeah. that kind of gets rid of that aspect, especially when you have all the smart technology and things like that. And also, too, you also have uh, the drones, too, and everything as well. So mm -hmm. I guess you see him going insane, his son going insane with the drone or something. Yeah. And things like that. Yeah. But you know what? Yeah, I think yeah. that it would actually be an interesting concept to actually introduce oh, the gosh. world into a 2020 world kind of thing with um, Macaulay Culkin as the dad. Oh, be yeah. An yeah, it would be a total different, like, what? You know? <laughs> but, but I, and, you know, what I also loved about Home Alone is the aspect of John Candy. Now, oh, yeah. Uh, you know, me, as someone who produces and directs movies and things like that, you know, you make friends in the, the industry, you know, you just, you make friends and that type of thing, just like you do at your work, Sean, you know, you work at the hospital. Right. Well, I bet you're friends with some nurses, right? Right. I well, am. See, you know, the only nurses I know is the ones I'm, like my brother who I'm related to and we don't really talk that much. So but see, you know nurses. I don't, you know. Uh and I love how John Candy, how he only gave him like one day, you know, and he just did that more or less as a as a favor. As in, you know, just I want to do this just to help you out. And they got as much film as they could with John Candy. Yeah, and I to me, you know, since he's no longer here with us on this earth, just seeing him talk about the, you know, polka polka, you know. Polka polka. <laughs> yeah. <Mr>. polka. <laughs> yeah. That is great. That was just such a sweet that was like icing extra on the cake to me. I agree. I agree with you. Having John Candy on there just definitely fills the topping on that cake very nicely. Mm -hmm. It could have actually been like one of those little bit where it's like, okay, it's a five minute scene and he's in and out of the airport and that's it. But yeah. his they didn't waste him though in the in that film at all. He played a major yeah. role of getting his mother back to see mm -hmm. Kevin. Yeah. And everything. So I like that. I like the fact that, you know, he's even entertaining his mother on the way with the polka band. <laughs> and everything too. And then another thing though too I liked is is the fact that when Kevin is like, "Hey mom, I'm dad, I'm over here watching a filthy movie. Come and stop me." And in uh, fact, in this part of the trivia too, they actually made that movie for the movie. Yeah. So, I thought yeah. that was actually pretty funny. Yeah, that's but great. It was. It definitely was. He used it twice, and I'm glad that they only used that bit twice. Mm. They use it at least four times. It loses its flavor to the laughter. Yeah. But it was not lost. I really liked that bit. I thought the bit worked really mm. well. Yeah. Um, Buzz's girlfriend was actually a boy that, <laughs> that with a wig. <laughs> I don't know. Because yeah. Buzz's girlfriend, woof, <laughs> throwing yeah. throw the picture down. That was yeah. hilarious. Oh, uh, Tamika goes, my mom is a nurse. Nurses rock. Thank you all. You're very welcome. Mm -hmm. Nurses are great. They're fantastic. I fully support nurses, oh, especially where awesome. I work at. They, 
they pay a, play a huge game in the medical field and everything. So those of you who are fighting mm -hmm. the COVID right now, God bless you guys. You guys are doing yeah. a phenomenal job. Yeah, that's right. You know. And let's see. Tamika goes and he tags team with his son to fight evil. Talking about Ben Kelly Culkin. <laughs> oh <laughs> right, yeah. That was, oh wow, yeah. That would be great. Let's see, Crichton, if you were able to write home a Home Alone film, what would you be be a concept to, or approach to writing and directing it for today's audience? Well, with me, if it's Macaulay Culkin and his son, the approach I would take is, okay, this is their house. This is their family, right? Give, give the audience something to sit, you know, put their feet on, right? And for some reason, you know, uh, Marv and, uh, gosh, what is it? Marv and, um, oh God, Harry, I think Harry, yeah, Marv yeah. and Harry, they are released from jail, right? They get out of jail, yeah. but they're old men, they're old, old right. men. So they go and it can show them going to the Chicago hood right and finding two just two slapstick com comedians that would play you know like um you know they'll do anything for money and right. they're like we want you to go find this person and just go rob them and we'll pay you money to do it right so and then these two go to Macaulay Culkin and his son's house and then the story, you know, and then, you know, I'm, I'm just going off the top of my head right. here, but. It just goes sideways. Know, yeah, it just go, And then these two comedians who are, you know, doing action, it's, it's almost like it's new stunts, it's new things, but it'll have just a touch of nostalgia from the first one. You know, very much how like they did with Star Wars, you know, the very, uh, the new Star Wars movie, not, but that one that came out that was like new, but yeah. had a touch of nostalgia. He's just had enough. And I think that would bring in today's audience, like for millennials and younger generations. They would be like, well, who's this Macaulay Culkin guy? But it wouldn't be so far fetched. And I think that would give people like for my generation, Generation X and baby boomers and everybody else, I can't think of, but, <laughs> but I think that would really, really, you know, intertwine and it would give people something fresh to new, to see, but just, you got to give us just a little bit of nostalgia, you know? Right. Just a little bit, just to pull us in, mm -hmm. just a little bit of salt, just to pull, pull us in and everything and be able to, you know, get that taste in our mouth. Mm -hmm. So, uh, another thing, though, too, I liked is the back and forth between Harry and Marv, where where yeah. you know that Marv is basically the dumb one, and Harry is actually the smart one in this whole entire <laughs> thing. And my favorite mm -hmm. thing is, too, whenever he leaves the sink on and everything, when um, Harry leaves the... Um, Marv leaves the... Uh, Sink on. Sink on he's over there laughing. He goes, "You did it again, didn't you?" He goes, "Yeah, I did. That's our signature. We're the wet yeah. pants." 
Yeah, like, like <laughs> robbing the people wasn't enough. You actually have to go that extra mile. Mile, <laughs> yeah. It's like, uh, it's like, look, we're just here to take stuff. We're not here yeah. to actually, you know, make these people's uh, hot water bill go up. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but. But then I like the rocking around the Christmas tree whenever he has Michael mm-hmm. Jordan, the billboards and everything else. Just yeah, <laughs> that was a really good. Full, that was great. Full yeah, it really was. That was really great. And you know, I, it's just it's such a feel good movie. It really, it really is. is. It's like you could be in the most rotten mood in the world, and it's like put on Home Alone, and you're like, why am I watching it in July? But <laughs> right, hey, it's Christmas still, in July, man. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, and um, it's just one of those that no matter how many times you watch it, it it, it don't get old unless you burn yourself out on it. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, you know? but I never burn myself out on it though. Nah. I put it on at least once a year. Sometimes I'll once put it year. on just for having a laugh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What are the things that you like about this film? Oh, uh, well, what I really, really enjoyed was seeing <laughs> the process of Kevin's mom trying to get from, you know, Paris to home. <laughs> that was just like that to me, that was a sweet aspect of, you know, my baby's at home and I'm going to do no matter what I got to, you know, it's like, uh, yeah, I don't know. Have you ever seen that video clip where they say Elvis was in the movie? Yeah, I see. I've seen it. Okay. Well, you know, and it's like, I love that scene. Not because that they say Elvis was there. That's cool. But, you know, <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> where she's, at, she's at that and she's like, she's like, oh, I see you have a ticket. That's nice. You're going somewhere, huh? And then she just butts in in front of her, you know, <laughs> that she was talking to. That it's person. mom control. <laughs> That's mom. That's mom. So right. that, to me, I love that. To me, it just, it brings that, it brings it even more home. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just seeing that aspect. And then she goes on the crazy U-Haul ride with John Candy, you know, and the polka band. Right, exactly. And also, too, I want to actually bring up is the fact that the I did not like Uncle Frank. I thought Uncle Frank was a freeloading douchebag. <laughs> yeah. And especially when they're in first class. And I still believe <laughs> that Tony's dad was in the mob working for the Sopranos. <laughs> I don't care what you say. Oh, my gosh. He had to have been. Oh. Because he was, he did play a big part in the Sopranos as a as a cop. Now we know. So now we know. Yeah. Right. That, uh, because how else can you actually afford a house that big with that much family in there? And everything. Yeah. He had to have been working for the Sopranos or something. All right. I mean. Um, but let's see here. Tamika goes, okay, but admit it, guys. They were horrible parents. They lost him twice. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Once at once at home, and then once yeah. in the airport. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah. But also, too, Kevin. Also, it was also Kevin's fault, though, too, that they lost him in the airport. You couldn't wait 
five minutes to put down that talk man and everything. He had a oh, pop in those moments yeah. in the second yeah. film. So that's actually on him a little bit, yeah. though, too. And he on, didn't wish him away. In the first again. Him, yeah. Right. Be careful what you ask for, because you just might get it. <laughs> right. Oh, for, uh, she goes, we all have an Uncle Frank in our lives. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. We do. We do. Everybody has got. Yeah. And see, and that's what I love about it. There's always something you can relate to. You know what I mean? Like, right. there's characters that it's like, yeah, we got one of them in our family. Yeah, everybody, there is somebody in that family that you can say that'll remind you of a friend or a family member, you know, so... And that's how you know you got an excellent, excellent movie with great writing, great directing, and a just overall good story. When agreed, and, somebody you know, you know. But yeah, I totally agree with you on that because you know we can all relate to the characters and everything. But you know, I want to go back to what you were saying about his mother and everything just turning into mom all of a sudden. It goes to show you, despite the fact that she actually fights with him, despite the fact that he says horrible things to her and everything, and she also says horrible things to him, though, too, and not taking his side on things whenever it needed to be taken sides on yeah. and everything, she still loves her child despite all those yeah. things. And she knew yeah. that she had a home for him. Mm -hmm. And my favorite line is, oh, my God, Kevin has to be really scared right about now. And Kevin's yeah. off doing whatever Kevin is doing. <laughs> getting into yeah. buzzing stuff, getting into his tarantula, which I wouldn't <laughs> even be picking up in the first place. But yeah. um uh, go on. Uh, yeah, I, I totally agree with you one hundred percent with that. I mean, I I I'm, you know, it, it's just you know, I, it's gonna make me wanna rewatch it early. <laughs> Matter of fact, I actually rewatched it again today before this and everything. And I love the paint cans whenever he's actually slinging the paint, can, paint cans um, over into uh, Harry's face. Ooh. Yeah. And everything. And he rough. loses his Bluetooth. Yeah. Yeah. It's like poor... there's a. Uh, there's like a show or something that I saw where the actual injuries that was done to Harry and Marv, yeah. like if they happened in real life, they would have never survived it. Never. No. As a matter of fact, they actually have the same thing for Die Hard as well, where they actually show really? all the injuries. Yeah, with Bruce Willis and everything too. Ah. Huh. So you might want to check that out. Heck yeah. You have to tell me where to find it. Okay, I definitely will. I just stumbled upon yeah. it on an accident, so you might want to... I'll go ahead and send out oh. the link. Yeah, um, that'd be great. But yeah, I thought that whenever the part with the church with the neighbor again, when he confronts his neighbor and talks with mm -hmm. him, and I like when Kevin brings him down to his level. It's like, yeah, I used to be scared of the heater in my, down in my basement and everything, yeah. but guess what? I'm not scared now. So why yeah. should you be scared of something so small as to not want to talk to your son over a disagreement when you can actually fix it and be with him for Christmas? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. That, and I like that. God, it's such a good meaning, you know? I mean, it it's just like, wow. 
And see, to me, that, you know, and this is coming from somebody who made Blinded by the Darkness. <laughs> but, but I love movies like that. It's like you can have fun watching it, but, you know. But, oh. Let's see, did Home Alone 2 seem a bit darker, or is it just me? Mm. I don't know. I mean, he was lost in the city. He didn't know yeah. that much. It did grow a little dark after the hotel bit with Tim Curry. Mm-hmm. After he gets kicked out of the mm-hmm. hotel because he has nowhere to really go. And then he's scared of the bird lady. Yeah. So I could definitely see how that could be a little dark for him. Especially yeah. when he also doesn't know anybody in New York other than maybe this other family that he actually had relatives in. And it's under re- renovations. And he actually uses that to his advantage to actually take down Harry and Marv again. Yeah. But and also the toy store as well it's funny yeah. i haven't even seen the movie in years and that still sticks with me right. <laughs> but, yeah but you know i just love the critical thinking of christopher columbus i love what christopher columbus did with this film it was smart it knew what it was it knew its target audience and then it, the chemistry with everything that happened when kevin goes i'm gonna call 911 and he goes into the uh he also goes into the treehouse and he escapes yeah. down and glides down, calls 911 up. He goes, yeah, there's burglars in my house. This is Murphy. And then, <laughs> hey, what's his ass? I called the cops. Come and get me. <laughs> and then, and then uh, my favorite line, too, is when Marv looks at Harry, he goes, Harry, he called the cops from the treehouse. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. That was great. I mean, I, I don't even know who wrote Home Alone. I, I don't I don't even know who I think it was Christopher Columbus that might have. Really? Yeah. I think I, so. I, I don't know, but whoever wrote it John Hughes. John Hughes actually wrote it. John Hughes. Okay, that's what okay. see, because that's why I was like, why does it feel so much like a John Hughes? Is it got right. you know that wonderful, you know because all of John Hughes it's kind of like every director, they got their own little, no matter if they're working on what, it's like Michael Bay explosions, you know, minus the twisting camera angles. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. Right. So uh, to me, that's as a, someone who makes films and things like that, that's just, right. um, like, that's what it's just like. Great. And, and that also explains to you why John Candy was in that movie, though, too. Michael mm-hmm. also worked on, on Uncle, Uncle Buck together as well. Uncle Buck, yeah. So mm-hmm. it goes hand in hand. Yeah, it sure uh, does. Let's see here. Tamika said when he got lost in Central Park at night, yeah, that did get dark on that yeah. part. Which, well, you know, I mean. If it didn't get dark, you wouldn't have remembered it. Right. And the first one was shot in Chicago. Yeah, it was It was definitely yeah. scary, though, because it did take place in Chicago as well, though. Yeah. Which is just yeah. as violent as New York at that time. Sure. <laughs> right. Um, I mean... I'm going to go into one more scene, and then we'll go on ahead. If you don't, sure. if you don't have anything else to add to uh, the Home Alone part, we'll go into our um, the Santa Claus part, but my oh, favorite yeah. thing is when McKellie Culkin's actually in the drugstore and he's actually trying to find out information on this toothbrush. And then the girl go and 
no, it was actually the grocery store. It was the grocery store scene. I'm getting the two mixed up. But he's checking out. He's getting his groceries. And the girl just looks at him and picks up the army man. And he goes, it's for the kids. And then he goes, are you alone by yourself? He goes, why? He goes, because I think it's kind of funny. My dad's at work. My mom's in the car waiting on me. And you're a stranger. You know, (laughs) where do you live? I'm not going to tell you. Why? You're a stranger. Boom. My God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What did he say? Uh, I don't talk to strangers or something. Isn't that yeah, what he, he goes, says? No, he actually says, because you're a stranger. She goes, I, he goes uh, I'm not going to tell you where I live. That's what he said. And goes, yeah. And then the girl's like, why not? Because you're a stranger. And, and yeah. that was it. And she yeah. shut up, though, too. She, she didn't say nothing. Well, see, and like back in the late 80s, I remember that's what they was telling kids. Right. You know, that don't talk to strangers. You know, (laughs) that that was just their way because, you know, they say that in like schools and stuff like that. I mean, right. And I was one of those kids. Yeah. (laughs) So, and I loved it how that that was intertwined you know how that was just worked in how that was great i was like ah that's awesome it was all right so i'm gonna go on it we're gonna go on ahead and talk about the santa claus now and i remember seeing this movie i was in third grade a matter of fact when this movie was actually released and i think i remember my friend kyle and i doing impressions back and forth of tim allen in the trailers how we couldn't <laughs> wait to see this movie matter of fact there was actually a guy in the, the post office in Pauville that looked like tim allen before he actually grew out his beard he oh. actually had yeah he actually had that short beard before he actually grew it out and yeah. we were like he looks like the dude at the post office yeah <laughs> but i love this film i like how it actually starts off whereas do it all for you dolly at the very beginning yeah then he winds up lying to his wife about why he's actually late because he was actually at a christmas party for his work yeah and yeah the traffic is really bad honey (laughs) and yeah the traffic is really bad there's no traffic (laughs) at all starting out and he goes yeah same to you pal honks the horn yeah (laughs) while he's talking around yeah no, <laughs> total corporate sleaze bag. You know, I mean, right. he just he just did. Even that's how you go. You know, you've got a very talented actor who can just make you believe. Even when did that come out? Uh, Santa Claus. When 90, did it come out? I think ninety three. Yeah, ninety three. I want to say ninety three. If I'm not mistaken. It was actually 94. I was like, yeah. Oh, it was. Okay. So it was 94. All right. So, so here's how, you know, you've got a classic character and a classic actor, a very well 20 over 25 years later, you can still people that's never seen this movie and they watch it. They will still be able to get the point across, you know, like, Oh, he's a cor- he's a sleaze, you know. He's just a corporate <laughs> butt, you know what I mean? <laughs> Let's see, Tamika. I first I first saw Santa Claus on VHS when my dad bought it home, brought 
and I saw the second and third in theaters with millions of kids. Of course, I own the collection. <laughs> of course, you right. Do, she yeah. owns every collection that I can actually think of. Yeah, and but, see, I'm like you, Tamika. I watched it on VHS, on the VCR, you know, you know, playing, you know. <laughs> and, right, and uh, hope and pray that it doesn't get up in your VHS uh, tape, tape thing, too. Yeah. And so, I mean, that's where I, I actually saw it for the first time. Okay. Um, so, but that was... 95 i think or okay something. i actually saw this in yeah. theaters i actually saw this with mm -hmm. my mom and then i brought my friends again uh, once again i brought my friends yeah because what we used to do is we have this dollar movie theater for a dollar 25 you can actually watch movies go to the movies so we would actually i actually stayed the whole entire day and watched every single film in the theater just spent the whole day yeah. in the movie theater. yeah yeah that's awesome. <laughs> that, <laughs> right? yeah. And, you know, this movie makes me laugh. It makes me happy. This guy's mm -hmm. a corporate sleeves bag. I also like him when he goes into IHOP whenever, after he burns the uh, turkey as well. And <laughs> looks at the other guy. He goes, burn the turkey, huh? Holds up his hand. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. And another I thing, mean... though, before we go go into the scenes and stuff like that too. Tim Allen was also going off of home improvement though too. He was. So mm -hmm. so we had that working for him though too. So you yeah. had the home improvement crowd mixed in with the kid crowd. So it worked. It was like a perfect balance. Yeah. And I loved in the in the Santa Claus how he made a reference to you know how home improvement where he was at Santa Claus's you know, uh, in the North Pole, and he saw that right. tool belt, and then he put it up to his waist, and he started smiling. Yeah. <laughs> oh, do you, do you remember that scene? Yeah, I remember. I remember yeah. That. yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's, was actually funny. That was great. That was like, yeah, that's a little nod to it. You know. Yeah, that was definitely a nod because remember, he goes into the North Pole. Bernard, he's talking to Bernard. Mm -hmm. He's ignoring Bernard. Yeah. <laughs> he goes, listen here, Barnaby. I just want to go home. <laughs> yeah. And then he looks at the thing, tries to put it around his waist, and then puts it yeah, back down. Yeah, it That was just a yeah. sweet little nod. You know, I was like, that's was. great. You know. It made me laugh. And not only that, mm -hmm. but I also liked it, too, whenever he's reading um, the book of the, uh, the Night Before Christmas to his son. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he has a clatter on this thing and goes, that's the clatter. That's the what? <laughs> you know, the rope yeah. clap, man. <laughs> get with it <laughs> pretty much right but i also yeah. like that too when he finally gets up on the uh ladder and he looks at his son he goes i know what this is this is from the cable company we're getting the disney channel <laughs> <laughs> yeah let's see uh brandy said she loves the first santa claus it's been a uh, been forever since she saw it and she says it's just she's watching us on our smart TV. Okay. Oh, well, wow. got awesome. Okay. And so, um... but yeah, um, I really have to say I really enjoyed that comical aspect. And then also too, when he gets into his uh, into it with his wife at the very beginning too, mm -hmm. that made me laugh because it's we're not fighting, son. It's just like two cats. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, now I have to give my 
I guess my my arm director chair. Yeah, that's what I call it. When you sit in your chair and you got your arms up and the arm director chair, you know. <laughs> um, right. um the one thing that I that didn't I guess sell me was okay. the acting of the kid. And I know it's hard I, that was the if they if, I think if that kid somehow if the director or possibly whoever would have just worked with that child actor a little bit, I don't know, maybe I made it more something. I, I don't more know. Amazing. It was just, I, I don't know. It was just, uh, it was good. Now, believe me, I've worked with kids in films and stuff. It's tricky because like there's things in there. It's like, okay, look, they got to get an hour nap. Then they got to get a snack and they got to, yeah, <laughs> right. You know, and it's like, yeah, you know, and if you don't do it, you get in trouble. You know what I mean? It's like, look, you got to, you got to go take a nap. You know, <laughs> I don't like, care. Listen, you. Uh, you have five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Time for you, kid. <laughs> exactly. And, uh, you know, and like when you're filming a movie, you, you know, if you're an adult filming a movie, sometimes you, you're up there till two o'clock in the morning, you know, filming. Yeah. Uh, and then sometimes you're up at the crack of dawn. But when it comes to child actors, you can't do that. You know, no, just, no, absolutely you, you not. Can't. Yeah, really you awesome. can't. And uh, so it's like, that's why when most directors, they're like, yeah, I'll work with a kid actor. <laughs> <laughs> then they're like, yeah, um, I'll, I'll, you know, they don't say, <gasps> they're kind of like, uh, uh, okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> this, this is okay, it can be fun, You're right? Yeah, happen. I can't wait not to do this again, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, but, but um, like with that kid, if I think if they would have had a actor's coach or uh, something that could have just made him more sellable you know what i mean by sellable right uh that yeah, was my own, uh like um make him like um elliot from et okay make him have layers rather yeah, than just make him a, yeah you know you see i think it's i didn't have a problem with him i think it's because of the right. fact i was young at the time i really didn't have that critique where i was actually criticizing a film or anything like that yeah so I think that's why I don't really have a problem with him acting or anything like that. Right. Because that's, it's just something that stuck with me since I was a kid. Sure, but sure. I think that's he did why. a good job. No, don't get me wrong. Right. I'm not knocking him. Right. I'm saying he did a he did actually right. a great job. But it's just like there's there's you did a job, you did a good job, you did a great job, and then you needed an Oscar. <laughs> Right, <laughs> you know, type thing. Right, I, I got gotcha. you. And yeah. you see, I felt like maybe with the emotional scenes, where mm -hmm. okay, now that you're actually mentioning it, and I actually rewatched it again too, even though yeah. I said that I didn't see any problems, but mm -hmm. you bring up a very good question thing though, because now that I'm actually thinking about it, you know, I feel like with the emotional stuff that actually happens whenever. Tim winds up telling him, look, you cannot talk about the Santa Claus stuff anymore. Things could right. wind up happening bad for us. It just needs to be between the two of us. 
Well, the kid doesn't listen. Then again, what kid does? Right. But, yeah. But still, I thought that maybe if he actually brought some more emotion into the courtroom. Mm-hmm. And everything yeah. Too, because it was all about, Dad, I, when can we go to the North Pole versus, Dad, when can I see you again for Christmas? Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He didn't drop the whole Santa Claus bit. He just kept going with the Santa Claus bit. If he would have yeah. actually said, when can I see you again? When can I, I see you again? again? Yeah. And the mm-hmm. consequences behind him actually do, uh, yeah. talking about, it. yeah, I could actually see that. You yeah. Know? And there's like a million different possible reasonings. It could have been in the script. It could have been, right. you know, it, it, who knows? I mean, right. sometimes but, you just improvise and Blah, blah, you know, <laughs> and right, the director makes that, you, yeah, right. You know, you yeah. can only do what you have what's in front of you, and then go yeah. from there. Especially with a child yeah. actor. Oh gosh, um, yeah. You know, but I really liked how the mythology of the fact is what oh. happens if the person doesn't have a fireplace, and then he just sucked into that little tube that looks like Super Mario Brothers, and mm-hmm. he goes, it, you know, it's kind of like. It just sucks you right in. Yeah. And all yeah. of a sudden it just appears. I like that. Because, you know, we always wonder that, you know, what mm-hmm. happens to kids that don't have a chimney? What happens? How does Santa get yeah. in? I like how, I liked how uh, they touched Allen, that. Right. And then Tim Allen goes, he sucks it in like grandpa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, another thing, though, that made me laugh was the part where they wanted to change the Santa Claus up at the do it for your old dolly. And then Tim just gets really pissed off at them. He's like, I can't wait for kids for Christmas to come. Cause guess what? I hope you guys have been great. Cause if not, Santa's going to blow you away. Hey, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see, the Santa Claus too was hilarious. And then the escape clause was pretty great. To be honest with you, I like the first two Santa Claus movies and everything. But after that, I really felt like, you know, they could have actually done away with the Santa Claus stuff and everything and focused yeah. on something else. Because mm-hmm. it got it got to the point where it becomes repetitive after maybe the yeah. third or fourth movie. And don't get me wrong, I would love to see him fall in love with the Mrs. Claus and stuff like that, but did we actually really want to see that? <laughs> That's the question. Right, yeah, I mean, it was just kind of like, yeah, it got repetitive around the third one to me. Right. I mean, um, What other scenes did you like, though? I've been rambling on about what some of the scenes that I like, yeah. but I want to know what the stuff you like. Actually, where I, where I thought it was hilarious is um, uh, the Santa Claus, or Tim Allen's um, ex-wife, her boyfriend <laughs> neil neil the neil oh my With god I love, yeah because he's a psychologist you know and he was like he was like well what about the children that doesn't have chimneys how do and then you know the kid explained it to him and, and she and <laughs> you know it was like whatever he tried to do as a psychologist this kid would just drop the mic on him with it you know <laughs> right. right but you know what else i thought that was funny though was whenever the uh the 
whenever he goes, what does your parent, what does your dad do for, uh, for career day? What does he do for a living? And Charlie goes, my dad is Santa Claus. And yeah. he explained how he became Santa Claus with Santa falling off the roof and everything. And then he, and then the kid goes, let me get this straight, Santa. All I have to do is wait until you come up on my roof and then push you down. And then I become Santa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But the part that made me die laughing was this. They go into the principal's office. The principal's concerned. He has Neil in there, which actually has a conflict of interest, which is why I don't get why, yes, he's a psychiatrist, but she's also the boyfriend, which is also a conflict of interest with the child. But the thing that I laughed was about this. He goes, what did you read to Charlie? He goes, well, we picked up some hookers. We, and, uh, you know, we went on ahead. I, I ended up uh, pouring some eggnog, spiking it with some fireball. Yeah. So I'm just uh, paraphrasing with that part. And then uh, after that, we went out joyriding again. Came <laughs> home. He goes, I ran him a bedtime story for crying out loud. What did you read? Yeah. Playboy. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if that's actually what he said or whatever, but I'm just paraphrasing on that yeah. part. Right. I read him the night before Christmas. Mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, that is the most stupidest question that you can actually ask and everything. Yeah. I, I, you can tell that, like, don't get me wrong, he's a douchebag, but he's not on that level of being a douchebag to where he's right. actually going to be that cruel to his kid. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, uh, <laughs> to me, I mean, like, the way I kind of picked up on the movie to me it seemed like the writer he had kind of had a personal agenda with a uh, therapist and psychologist <laughs> it seems like it, <laughs> it really yeah does. it kind of does don't it it's like because nick yeah, picks but, on neil's sweater all the time yeah i know it's, it's a sweater constantly and it's just the little jobs and jabs right. at you know i mean so i in you know writers we kind of do that you know if it's like something we yeah. really don't like we, we kind of take a you know like if it's a, a car salesman or something we write it in yeah. you know we're like we're gonna make a joke out of this yeah make it fun you know exactly and the yeah. thing i liked about it was is there any questions that you have for neil yeah when does the circus pull out of town before he takes off the sweater <laughs> right <laughs> that was great <laughs> <laughs> I know. And then his wife looks at him. His wife looks at him. I told you to not to wear the sweater. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah but I mean... then the, what did you think of the elves? That's what I want to know. Because we've been talking about um, mm -hmm. the adults and everything. Yeah. Things like that. Let's um, talk about the elves a little bit. I some of them I liked. Um at, but then again. Some of them, I don't know. They just seem too tall, or <laughs> uh, I don't know. They, I don't... <laughs> right. Well, there is this one kid that, whenever he was escaping from jail, he did look kind of big to be an elf. Yeah, yeah. So, and probably what that was was that was asking all the sound guys and everybody else, like, "You got any kids?" It's like, yeah, they want to be in a movie. <laughs> it was like, you know, any kids that's you know, you got, got nieces and nephews, tell them to show up. Yeah, that, that's probably right. what happened on 
film. That that kind of thing happens, really. <laughs> right. But I can just see that. It's just filled with kids. You're an elf. You're an elf. You're an elf. And I don't want to be an elf. You're an elf. You're an elf. Sorry. Put on the green outfit. You know. <laughs> I want to be Charlie's girlfriend. No, right. you are an elf. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. But, you know, I like Bernard, though. I like Bernard as yeah. the elf. As he the was head good. elf. And then Judy, the other elf that makes the I like uh, egg yeah. chocolate. Mm -hmm. and, I and, he, and a matter of fact, I love this part though too, when she makes him the hot chocolate and he sits down and he goes, yeah. mm, "This is some pretty good hot chocolate." She goes, "Thanks. It only took me 139 years to make it." <laughs> right? Yeah. You get it perfect. <laughs> yeah. So I mean. Uh, to me, she symbolized and looked more like the elves mm -hmm. that I would think of than really any of the rest of them. I mean, besides the, you know, the ones right. that would be making the toys and stuff, you know. Right. But And then um, another thing that I thought that was funny was I'm seeing someone, and you know what? This hot chocolate is pretty good. And she turns around, I'm seeing someone in rapping. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was hilarious. Yeah, it was. Uh, let's see. Tamika actually said some stuff, and so did Brandy. So, oh, so John, you're saying that Martin Short ruined the Santa Claus movies? No, I'm not saying that he ruined it, but I did. I did like its media aspects when it came down to Jack Frost. I did like that. There was just some things that I felt was kind of off-putting when some of the scenes and stuff like that. It just didn't flow right for me. Some of it felt poor. Some of the humor actually worked. It just didn't feel like it was actually yeah. original compared to the first film. But yeah. that's just me on the way that I'm understanding it. I don't know if you have a different viewpoint than I do, Crichton, on that one. Well, yeah. Uh, you know, a lot of times, and Disney is horrible about this, I, I will say it. I mean, but when they make a movie, that's really good the first one and it just it it, it goes beyond making money you know then they of course they want to capitalize it they want to do what they star wars you know what they say about star Marketing wars mil milking milking the cow i want to milk that cow except it's not milk it's money and mm -hmm. uh that's what they saw in Santa Claus. And of course, they made a sequel and it lived up to expectations. When it got to the third thing, it's kind of like, uh, well, we go from here. Yeah, I, they knew that everybody who saw Santa Claus one and two, guess what? They're going to buy a ticket, go and see it. And it kind of goes to show that there are, that people kind of was like, was kind of like me and you on this. It's kind of like, it's kind of forced or something. Right. It was just something that was thrown off. Especially yeah, with it was just, the North Pole. The North Pole didn't even look like the North Pole anymore. Mm -mm. It just look, looks like a CGI house now. It just doesn't feel yeah. like it was anything to it. It didn't feel like the North Pole to me. Yeah, it didn't to me either. And I think a lot of people, I think that movie could have been saved if it they stepped up the North Pole. You know, mm -hmm. they really, yeah. and they didn't go so CGI. Right. You know. Um, I mean, right. The CGI is what kills me rather than practical mm -hmm. effects. 
I like practical yeah. effects mixed in with some G- CGI, which is what they did with the Santa Claus movie. Right. And everything, which is enough. It's enough. You don't have enough. to show. Right. Mm-hmm. I just, that's just me though. I, I know that there, pe- there are people that likes uh, yeah, the sure. Ford movie, you know, but, you know, I think it might be just because I'm older too. Right. Whenever those movies came out. Because that movie came out when I was in college. I was like in 05 or 06 at that mm-hmm. time. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, they're just wasting film at this point. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Hold on. Uh, also, the mechanical reindeers bother me. <laughs> That's what she said. That's what Mika said. I don't know. I like the mechanical uh, ones from the, the very first one. The, now, the third and fourth one, yeah, that is a bit creepy. <laughs> in the yeah. third and fourth one. Yeah, and everything, but you know, there. Um, yeah, I'm glad somebody could but, build them. You know, I mean, somebody you know what's had funny a job. Though? Hmm. You want something that's actually funny though, Crichton? I don't know if you know this, but in Subway, they actually had toys, kid toys, and it was actually the Santa Claus toys, the Elf. Really? Yeah, I, I had that. no clue that they even made those toys or anything like that, huh. but I had one. I had Why? one of the other I'm like, I don't remember this being advertised on TV or anything. I'm like, okay, this is actually pretty cool. But I don't know where it's at now, but it was actually something I cool I... that I did. Because, you know, you don't see stuff being merchandised in that kind of way Mm-mm. or anything like that. Because it's, it's a December movie. It's marketed yeah. towards Santa Claus. So they can't really sell toys based on santa claus when you already have a bunch of other stuff that looks like santa claus unless you have Mm -hmm. a hot toy that looks like tim allen (laughs) yeah and at that time there was no such thing as hot toys but uh let's see tamika do you guys think the more money a film has less has less it relies on creativity like the films we grew up with (laughs) well We've seen that with Deadpool, though, to be honest with you. That movie was yeah. made for less money, and it was mm-hmm. successful. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, like, okay, so it really comes down to w- the way I f- think on it is you can make one of the best movies in the world for next to nothing but it's the story and it's how you tell that story that's what's gonna capture it like in which i know you're doing a um a show about this next week uh, or, or a couple of days about a christmas story yeah i'm doing but, that on the 17th yeah so you know and just uh, in which you probably already know this but this relates to my point uh, a Christmas Story was supposed to be a B budget movie. Oh wow! B budget. B. It was a B movie. It really was. When they got the backing, the studio was like, "No, uh, uh-uh. uh." They was like, "No, we're not even gonna. We're, we're gonna give you just enough to make this." <laughs> and it, it was it was projected to be a B movie, but so to me, it's. When they throw money around like that, a lot, 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 lots of money, some of the creativity kind of goes, you know, 
you know, it really does. To me, it kind of, you know, the big executive corporate, you know, people, they're the ones in charge because they're the ones paying the bill. You know? That's actually true. And also, too, I remember when Jupiter Ascending came in, which is a horrible Shane Tatum movie that came out, for example. Yeah. All their move, all their stuff went towards special effects rather than the plot. Yeah. And when you have a special effects, you're trying to cover up the mess that you actually have with the dialogue and hope that everybody would see how beautiful something is when really underneath the surface you have a shitty movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. And it's like, look how beautiful this scene is. But the dialogue. What about the dialogue? Yeah. What about the character development? That's all mm-hmm. faded away. And because yeah. of that, you know. Yeah. That's how I feel. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. I mean, honestly, that I think that when. You know, people like Disney who has more money than God, that when they <laughs> they they start throwing money and money at something, you know, like Pirates of the Caribbean. For a prime example, you know what I mean. Right. Uh, the creativity kind of flutters. Goes. Yeah, but also too, we're we're also at fault a little bit though too because we tell the studios yeah. what we want to see with our dollars. Yeah. We go mm-hmm. to the box office and we say, yeah. "Hey, look, I want three tickets to see Pirates of the Caribbean," for example. <laughs> Right. Therefore, that money goes towards not only the box office, not only the movie theaters, but it also goes in with Johnny Depp. It goes yep. into the actor's pocket. It goes to all them. And that's why you also see why they actually want a higher paid raise, which also means increase in ticket sales, which also means that they also want to make sequels out of it because we're actually telling them, hey, look, we're investing our time, our money, our two and a half, hour, and a half hours into this movie and now yeah. they actually see oh dollar signs just like uh Donald mm-hmm. DuckTales Scrooge McDuck yeah. yeah with dollar signs that's right mm-hmm. so that's what I'm getting out of it though too yeah now let's see oh now back on to Santa Claus and I, that's a good question Tamika thank you for bringing that up now I have something that I would love that my god i would love to see this i would love i would like to see a santa claus 4 except hmm. that the son takes over the family business imagine okay. imagine because i've seen that kid where he is now and he was he's just about a couple years younger from what tim allen was when he became Santa, you know what I mean? But, right. you know, the, the he's a young man now, so he could just grow out a mustache and a beard, and he would be... Right. But, oh my God, could you imagine that movie? If they did that, if Disney... Act, please, Disney, do this. But, you know, <laughs> let the son take over the family business. Right, and also add something new, something fresh. And not only that, but it also I want to also see maybe the son make some mistakes. Sure, yeah. And everything too. And then he learns from those mistakes. And then yeah. he corrects those mistakes after like the first year is rough. <laughs> Think of it as someone yeah. being in office. The first year is rough, then the second year is you're learning. 
you know, there might be some smoother curves and everything too mm -hmm. later on. And still you gonna have to cool. remember that he's got a half, uh, I don't know, brother or sister or something. Because remember in Santa Claus 3, they had that right. baby. Santa Claus had cool. a baby. So there you go. If he's that, and then he's got a half, oh no, or I guess would be technically a half brother or right. half sister. Oh, half yeah. Sister. Half, so if you've got two siblings, which one is really going to get the chair? Which one is really going to be Santa Claus? <gasps> right. You've got and a movie I'll be, right there. I mean, mm -hmm. oh my, Disney. Call me. <laughs> <laughs> Call crying right now. I'll yeah. give you his digits. I'll cross the screen in a few minutes. You're just going in and hit that. Phone. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see here. Um, Brandy said, hey. Oh, she's telling me, where's my Santa Huh? Well, unfortunately, my Santa hat is not with me because I don't have one. Ah, so, <laughs> so yeah. Um, let's see here, Tamika. Ah, interesting. Would you feature his family to Crichton if there was a Santa four, or was there a conflict? Would you incorporate the family for him if you wrote his, the film? Hmm. What conflict? I think that, you know, that it would be a good uh, Santa Claus 4 with, you know, the brother and sister thing. But not all of that. I would like to add a twist to it. You know, um, probably another mythological person. You know what I mean? You know, we have Tooth Fairy... Uh, Mother Nature and all of that, and we've done seen Jack Frost, but it's kind of like, you know, you got, you know, the young one, and then you got Santa, the actual Santa Claus, Tim Allen, and then you got a, like a little family thing that's holding the North Pole together, right? But there right. needs to be, and um, which I'd have to think on it, <laughs> you know, but there would have to be some type of villain. To where, yeah, the two, you know, brother or sister or whatever, they would be fussing about who's going to take over the family business, but they unite to, you know, save the North right. Pole and save Christmas. Mm -hmm. So, but I don't know that villain. I can't think of anything. Okay. You might need an assistant. Uh, uh, yeah, I, yeah, <laughs> I need some help with that one yeah disney needs assistant uh he needs an assistant writer on that so you need to get on yeah. top of that right away you yeah. know you can listen to yeah. us so sure that's but right I and um and i want my my personal assistant to uh bring me coffee and to sing happy birthday to tamika you know <laughs> in french Yes, French. So you yeah. want Frenchy yeah. as your assistant? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, this is also what she said. Uh, oh, Crichton is like Fred Claus with um, Vince Vaughn. I didn't the, think about the, that. The yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't think about that. Gosh, I'm referencing <laughs> movies. I didn't even realize what I was doing. <laughs> and then she says we could rip off Rise of the Guardians LOL have the darkness as the villain 
or Sandman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's actually pretty good. Well, that's good. Yeah, that's very good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this movie was really good. I, I really enjoyed yeah. the very first Santa Claus movie. The Santa Claus will always be a classic. And mm-hmm. I'll always treasure this because I went with my friends, went with my mom. Same thing whenever I looked at Home Alone. But I do have a quick question before we actually close out, though, too. Uh, we are actually sponsored by Audible on Amazon. And matter of fact, you can actually go ahead, go down below, click the link below. You can get a 30-day subscription for Audible. But my question is this. Ooh. If you were to actually give a book to somebody, which characters out of the two films that we just reviewed, what would be the name of that title of the book? And who would you actually give that book to? Hmm. The title of the book. Well, I would think, can I just, I have to make up a title or? Yeah, you can make up a title. You can make up any title you want. Or can I go with something that I know? You can do something you know, or it can be a fictional. Okay, title. okay, okay. All right, all right. So, um, the book would be <laughs> a Cajun Christmas. It's an actual book, <laughs> a Cajun okay. Christmas. Okay. And I would get Kevin's uncle to read it. <laughs> Oh, that would be hilarious. At that point, I would call Neil from the Santa Claus, and I would actually need therapy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for me, I would actually have to go with a Mississippi Christmas story. <laughs> oh, yeah. And have Tim Allen read that. <laughs> oh, he'd sell it. Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah. That, uh, good one. That's great. No. So that's my choice. Mm-hmm. And there is such a thing as a Mississippi Christmas story. Yeah. Yeah. And so, there's such a thing as a Cajun Christmas. So that story. might actually be on Audible. So you, oh, those two books might actually be on Audible. So check that out if you want to actually get your kids involved in reading or if you want to just not read to them and have somebody else tell you the story, tell them a story or Alexis, go ahead and do that. Uh, yeah. Let's see. Uh, the Call of the Wild for Home Alone and a Christmas Carol for the Santa Claus is what Tamika would actually do. That's actually a good call. That's good. Uh, yeah. Uh, let's see here. Randy said Home Alone and the 504, which is New Orleans area code. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and have Tim Burton read it. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> we already know the stars of that. Johnny Depp. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's that's a good one. That's clever. Yeah, that's um, good. That's awesome. And I also like yours too, though. To me, the Call of the Wild and Home Alone and a Christmas yeah. Story Santa Claus. That that's actually perfect, though, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes, uh, baby, yes, Brandy, I am actually throwing around some Cobra Kai. <laughs> oh yeah. Mm-hmm. She, she mentioned that a little while ago, so I just want to make sure that I'm actually getting to some of the stuff that I might have missed. But anyways, is there anything else that you would like to actually add for the Santa Claus or Home Alone or anything like that? Or you're good on everything that we talked about? Um, the only thing that I 
would like to tell your viewers and listeners and stuff is that uh, there actually is a Home Alone house. There is a real deal. And I believe it's in Cincinnati. Now, don't quote yeah. me on that. But is that where it's at? Cincinnati. Yeah. And I know that, that a couple of years back, the people who originally owned it, I think they sold it for like $1.5 million or mm-hmm. something crazy. So, but there's an actual home alone house, you know, and I, so that to me is like, ah, you know what I mean? It's like going to seeing the house, you know, I, I wouldn't travel in a plane just to go and drive by somebody's house. That's kind of weird. It's more yeah, that creepy, would. You know, but <laughs> but still, you, although like you can always, but when you make, although you, yeah, well, although you can actually say, I used to live here. Can I go ahead and check out the room, yeah. or I have to use the bathroom? Can I? <laughs> right, but you know, I, I, it's when you make movies, you're in a make believe world, right, and. And when there's actual places that still exist that, you know, it's like a foundation of like, you know, it's here. (laughs) That's what I want your, your fans and everybody, your listeners and people who's watching this to know that, that there's an actual, the house is actually there. Right. And that's something that I remember, though, a couple of years ago, whenever I read the article that it was actually sold for $1.3 million, I think, or something like that on those yeah. lines. But yeah, it's just impressive that that house still exists. And, you know, that's people amazing. are still wanting to buy, buy the house like, you know, McCullough Culkin was actually in, even though most of yeah. it was actually built on the set. But, you know, right. they actually did features from the house, which is actually pretty yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. And they did shoot a couple of scenes inside the house itself. Yeah. And they yeah. borrowed certain aspects of that house. And the tree house. Oh. Right. Yeah. That, you know, so that's, right. to me, that's just like, you know, uh, you know, when mo- when you're watching a movie, it's m- what, what you call movie magic, you know, but sometimes it's nice to know that the magic is there and you right. can see it in real life, mm-hmm. you know. Let's see. Tamika said it was. Uh, yeah, uh, I know we. It was supposed to be taking place in Chicago, but actually, that house itself is in Cincinnati, though. Is that right? I, I was like, I yeah. think so. Yeah, I believe so. Uh, let's see. I'm gonna fact check it. No, you fact checking? Okay, I was like, right. <laughs> Watch, I would be like all wrong. You know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, Tamika's. So, you know what? I'm never going to argue with a librarian because she knows her uh, research. She knows her stuff. It was in yeah. Chicago. It was? And I just okay. Really pretty, right. Oh, well, uh, yeah, I failed that one. Yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, Tamika, because yeah, I just thanks. failed the movie trivia for Home Alone. So I'm never going to argue with you with since you're a librarian. So Right. <laughs> yeah. Same here. So yeah. <laughs> I think that's going to be it for the show and everything. Where can everybody reach you at? I am on uh, Facebook. They can go to you know, Facebook and type in Creighton Films or um, <laughs> Librarian for Life. Uh, 
or how many chances, that's usually a good way to get in touch with me. Is just type in how many chances and type that on Twitter and uh, Parlor and uh, <laughs> that, you know, and all that stuff, and you'll find me. All right. And everybody, we have a Patreon, by the way. So if you want to go to the Patreon, if you want to support us and everything, we have a $5 tier, a $10 tier, and a $20 tier and everything. Go on ahead and check out the Patreon. As a matter of fact, that's going to be in the links below. But the, how you get there, I'm glad that you guys asked. What you do is you go to www.patreon.com forward slash movie lovers unite and pick the plan that's perfect for you i know that money is kind of tight with the holidays but if you want to support us if you want to go on ahead and do that that would actually mean so much to us another thing too is i want to actually mention charlie woodman he was actually on the show with me last night he actually just signed up for the 20 dollars tier so thank you so much charlie for actually doing that and of course if you actually donate towards the show and everything you also get a shout out as well it doesn't matter which tier you actually choose you still get a shout out from us and also too you can also follow us at Movie Lovers TV Lovers Unite uh, as well on Facebook, MovieLoversUnite.com for all your entertainment needs and everything is uh, too. Then we also have a Movie Lovers TV Lovers Unite on Pinterest and we also have a Movie Lovers Unit on Twitter, which is actually supposed to be Movie Lovers Unite. And of course, you guys can follow me at Movie Lovers on, well, John DiGorio8 on Twitter. And I also want to mention this too, guys. I have two more shows, well, three more shows actually. Uh, I have been photobombed. Okay. I don't know what that means. <laughs> um, <laughs> but anyways, um, what I want to actually say is this. I have three more shows that I'm doing. I have one with Rossi McCree. We're actually doing a Scarface review. This is actually going to be another YouTube live video. And then after that, it's going to be converted into audio podcast, just like I'm doing with this one. And then, uh, then after that, I actually have a, uh, an after show for Dexter now. It's called The Dark Passenger, a Dexter Morgan after show. And then after that, Saturday, we're doing our Die Hard review. Ah, so it's, yeah. It's going to be me, Rick, and also uh, Tamika. We're going to be talking about Die Hard. I cannot wait to talk about Die Hard. Die Hard is actually yeah. one of my favorite Christmas movies. And yes, it's a Christmas movie. I can prove it. Yep. <laughs> Now, I have one question about Die Hard real quick. Okay. And you're the only – you're like the Yoda of movies. So I okay. want to ask about Die Hard. Okay, okay, in the very beginning of the movie, you know, you see Kevin Smith, right, the name. And it says Kevin Smith. But, you know, and of course, it, you know, he made it um, fade out the name to where it says Kevin Sith, you know, and start like the Sith Lord. Huh. I never saw that. Well, watch. I never it. The, watch. Okay. It'll say Ke it'll say Kevin Smith, and then um, the the M or I, the Smith part goes to Kevin Sith, and okay, he put that now, up there because he. My question I, is I, this: no. Is this in the original? Is this in the original Die Hard, or is this in the other one with Kevin Smith in it? Mm -mm, this is the first Die Hard. The really? very okay. first Die Hard. Yeah. Damn, I did not know that. Uh-huh. Did he yeah. play a character or anything like that? Or that's what I don't understand. That's why I like I know Kevin Smith is somehow involved in this movie, but how? I don't know. 
but I know he's involved with the other hmm. one. So yeah, right. So I'm definitely gonna have to look into that, man, because I was actually watching a few minutes of Die Hard the other night just to dive into it a little bit. But right. I'm gonna have to look at that. Yep. Oh, uh, let's see yeah. here. <laughs> Someone called Ben Trivia King. She was talking about Ben from the Back to the Future show. He knew yeah. everything about Back to the Future, man. Like that dude is wow. just phenomenal. But wow. yeah, uh, I just want to say, man, it's it's always a pleasure having you on the show. I always have a oh, fun talking fun. with you. This has it's been great. great. I love the the fact that the chat was alive thanks to Tamika Brandy. And, you know, everybody that supports me. And also, too, we actually had a new person that actually showed up last night. NBA. I forgot what his last thing was. But that was somebody new that I didn't even recognize before that popped in yet last night when Charlie and I were talking a little bit of movie news. And by yeah. the way, guys, I also want to mention this. Charlie actually predicted and, and everything and speculated that we, we would like to actually see Charlie Cox back as Daredevil. Then all of a sudden today it was actually reported that Charlie Cox is either rumored or it's actually true that he's actually going to become back as Daredevil. Santa Claus is coming <laughs> to town. <laughs> <So> <laughs> that's a little new segment. That's a little sweaty moment that I want to actually talk about. But yep, and I agree with uh with Tamika here, she said, "Thank you, Crichton. Thank you so much." Um, you're and welcome. She's dying to see the Die Hard movie review <laughs> and everything. So, once again, man, it's a pleasure. It's been a blast. Uh, this has been, been great. Fun. It doesn't even feel like an hour has even passed. This is this has been nah. awesome. Yeah. So, wow. Always until next time, guys. It's been fun. It's been great. Stay safe. Don't pick your boogers. Don't go to the movie theaters right now, even though they're closed. Do not go into crowded areas, wear your mask, and God bless.